concern in the community about July 4th coming up and I guess on the radio there was a, a firecracker ban in some county and there's some concerned farmers about their bales of hay and because um, they're very low on hay and so they just want that brought up. So. I have one. Uh, <coughs> I received a letter uh, I guess all of them did, all the commissioners did, but I want to share this with you publicly. It says, uh, it's from one of our constituents in one of the precincts, of course. But last week I went to the mailbox at 723 Lydiac Road, and I found it was knocked over. I knew the county had been shredding the sides of the road in that day, and I just assumed that they had caught it with the shred. I called Commissioner Drew Brosman and left work for him to call me, which he did the following morning. He sent a worker out to check it out because the worker told him he had not hit the mailbox. The worker reported that the timber post had rotted off and fell over, and 
he told him to bring it in and repair it, which he did. I am an elderly widow woman who has just had two surgeries and I couldn't even lift up the mailbox. I just wanted you to know that this was a very appreciated act that the commissioner did for me and I cannot thank him enough. Thanks again, Drew Grossman. And it's not just about Drew Grossman. I think it's about all the commissioners up here. I get many letters that mention the commissioners and uh, I would say that uh, probably 95% of them are letters that tell me and thank me for what the commissioners do in the county. So uh, I just want that publicly known. Uh, we got our faults, we make our mistakes, but uh, we try to do the best we can and I think the constituents out there, the majority of them are aware of that. So I just wanted to share that. It's my public. Anything else? Yeah, you read the good letter. <laughs> I appreciate that. I move we accept all comments and close the public comment. Is there a second? Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item three consider take appropriate action signing the proclamation recognizing our workforce solutions rural capital area for 35 years of service to Fayette County. Do we have representatives here from our workforce solution? Uh, what I'd like to do is first for y'all stand up and introduce yourselves and kind of talk to everybody about what Workforce Solution does in, here in our county and, and those things so that people can have an understanding of that. And then I'm going to read this proclamation because I think it's important. We'll vote on it and then rather to accept it and then we're going to take a picture. Okay, so mm -hmm. y'all please stand and introduce yourselves and uh, <clears throat> talk about what you do. Thank you for having us. My name is Kelly Murray. I'm the Director of Community Engagement for Workforce Solutions World Capital. And I'll let my colleagues introduce themselves because there's many. Right. Hi, Brian Hernandez. I'm the Chief Storyteller in charge of communications for Workforce Solutions Go Back. Rachel Ginsler, I'm the Business Solutions Consultant here in Fayette County and the County. Good morning, everybody. I'm the Operations Manager for East County, so it's really good to be here. Thank you so much for the recognition. Uh, my name is Simon Williams. Rachel Pettis, Project Director. Hi, I'm Joseph Pricewell, I'm the Regional Director. On behalf of our Board of Directors, thank you to Judge Weber and the Fayette County Commissioner's Court for taking the time to recognize Workforce Solutions Rural Capital Area for its service to the community for 35 years. Our all-volunteer Board of Directors is committed to empowering local employers to compete at a global level by enhancing upscaling opportunities and child care services for the workforce of our communities. Our nation is facing a middle skills gap. The difference between the high-demand skilled employers need and want and the skills their local workforce offers. Addressing this challenge is the main concern of our Workforce Development Board and Department of Texas, Texas Workforce Commission. While our regional employment rate continues to slide down to pre-pandemic levels and underemployment remains a challenge, there's a great misalignment of skills. For the problem we know how to fix, we have three and a half decades of expertise delivering customized workforce solutions for Texans. Just to understand why our belief in the the community, it's important to recognize what we believe. We believe in Fayette County and rural capital area is the best place in the country to live, work, and do business. We want to spread the word that our region boasts an incredibly skilled workforce ready to attract enterprise to Texas by focusing on the needs of employers. We give help for our rural capital area communities the competitive edge necessary to draw business here and compete. 
We want to create value for employers, individuals, and communities by directing them to outstanding child care services, training providers, and workforce partners to foster opportunities to achieve and sustain economic prosperity. We are proud to celebrate what makes our area workforce system unique and to highlight the investments being made to achieve <coughs> our vision and mission and to ensure our strategic goals and objectives are met. And most important, we want to be good neighbors. We live here. We want to see our community succeed and the economy recover from the pandemic. In each of our workforce centers, you'll see our staff supporting employers with recruitment and retention solutions, and assisting individuals with resources to find jobs, trying to build a higher paying career, or connecting them with services like child care assistance to keep them employed. When you combine that spirit of innovation with commitment to creating world-class training opportunities, it's a win-win for our communities and our workforce. We're proud to help fuel the economy recovery for our communities and continue to provide our neighbors with the opportunity to achieve the American dream. Thank you to your partnership for we'll continuing to develop talents for our employers by coaching Central Texas to employment. Thank you. Y'all definitely are an invaluable resource for the county, and, and we do appreciate what you do. And I think it's important that everybody else in here knows what you do, too. What I'd like to do is read this proclamation. Uh, because it is important. Proclamation of Faith County uh, recognizing our workforce solution to rural capital area for 35 years of service to our county. Whereas the Workforce Solutions Rural Capital Area Workforce Development Board was incorporated on June 30th, 1987 to preserve our state's integrated employer-driven workforce system by providing no-cost recruitment, employment services, and child care assistance to businesses and job seekers specific to the nine-county rural capital area of Central Texas, and whereas the Fayette County Workforce Solutions Rural Capital Area in partnership are committed to ensuring local employers will have a highly skilled and educated workforce and our residents will have the competencies, skills, and education to become self-sufficient and live a quality life. Whereas Workforce Solutions Rural Capital Area is led by 27 volunteer board of directors comprised of community leaders from across many areas of expertise including business, community-based organizations, economic development, education, government, literacy, labor, vocational rehabilitation, to further its mission of empowering the workforce of the rural capital area, and whereas Workforce Solutions Rural Capital Area is uniquely able to meet the changing workforce development needs of Fayette County's economy and provide thousands of employers and residents with customized solutions to empower their workforce journeys. And whereas the celebration of Workforce Solutions World Capital Area 35th anniversary would honor their commitment and service to the community and encourage more Fayette County employers and workers to connect with their workforce programs. And now, therefore, be it proclaimed that the Board of Commissioners of the County of Fayette County, State of Texas, does hereby commend Workforce Solutions Rural Capital Area for its outstanding efforts over the last 35 years and we express our appreciation for its leadership in all areas of workforce development and within our communities. And if I could have a motion <coughs> to uh, accept this proclamation, uh, I move we sign the proclamation recognizing the Workforce Solution Rural Capital Area for the 35 years of service to Bay County. Is there a second? Second. There is no further discussion. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed, the motion carries unanimously. Congratulations. <laughs> the proclamation is 
And then I would like all of your folks to come up here and we'll squeeze in and take a picture. <laughs> Uh, and I would like to say that they were high on everybody's mind before Evaldi. Evaldi has just added 
um, some fuel to that, but uh, I do appreciate everyone trying to keep their, their folks in their area of operation uh, safe. All ISDs and private schools have been contacted, and I expect to be a call upon uh, to help them in their preparations as well. Uh, we have three scheduled uh, classes for the public. Uh, the first one is tonight at 6.30 at the uh, Holy Rosary Church in Hosteen. Uh, they are continuing the class, even with all their uh, things going on at the church. They, uh, they do see that this is important enough that we can continue. I'm happy to see that. Uh, on July 12th, we'll be at the St. Peter's and Paul Church in Plum. On Saturday, July 23rd at 9 a.m. at the St. John's Church uh, in Fayetteville. Uh, also, Fayetteville ISD is getting a class together for all their uh, employees. Uh, on the mercy management front, uh, cycling, heat, and drought conditions continue to be prevalent. Our KDPI right now is 631 out of 800. It's one of the highest uh, rates we've, we've had here in a very, very long time. You can go back to the uh, 2010 or 11 uh, drought to, to see uh, drought numbers that high. Uh, several grass fires have been reported this week. Uh, there was a Baylor fire yesterday in Round Top. Um, at least one neighboring county has declared a disaster due to drought and has banned most amateur fireworks. I spoke with their EMC at length last night. Uh, They're possibly going to ban professional fireworks as well. Uh, at least one of the professional fireworks shows in Bay County has already canceled their plans uh, for July 4th. So it's a high level of concern at this point uh, for, for fires. Um, fireworks are fun, they're great, but when the drought conditions are this high, uh, it can really cause some, uh, some damage and injuries will build it. Uh, from a health perspective, the primary threat we're seeing right now is heat-related. Uh, we have dehydration and hypothermia concerns. Uh, seniors on a fixed budget may be prone to turning off the AC to save money for gas or groceries. Uh, there are programs in place through CCA and others to help. Uh, there's a uh, weatherization, help with electricity, different things. Uh, please reach out if you know a senior or someone else that's in need. Uh, and don't let them stay in an extremely hot house and, and suffer uh, and or die. Uh, we have seen a rise in COVID cases, and so far the uptick in hospitalizations are minimal and manageable. Uh, Texas A&M is starting a research project in our area to view pandemics in general from a rural perspective. Of course, they're looking at COVID as the most recent pandemic, but uh, they're uh, doing things to look at rural medicine, which I think is important. Uh, and then Blue Bonnet and other mental health organizations are planning a symposium to uh, address violence in relation to mental health uh, disease that will be getting uh, together soon. Uh, Sheriff Spartanburg provided us some, some gun locks, uh, which will be distributed through uh, Blue Bonnet and some of the things. I appreciate y'all uh, doing that. And um, the whole community seems to be taking a uh, pragmatic approach to the things that are going on, and I really appreciate it. It's, it's, it's been nice to see almost the apolitical uh, response from multiple organizations to try to keep our community safe in these times. that on the school stuff, Dr. Daniel Welch is doing a fundraiser to try to get some ballistic shields donated to the different schools. So if one of the schools can go and get that. I think that'll help too much. Sure, I'll be glad to broadcast that out. Yeah. How many... Uh, how many, I should know this, how many professional fireworks are scheduled? I know one of the biggest ones was the compound at Round Top, where yes, the July just canceled the whole thing. That was on July 2nd, yes. Is there, are there other big scheduled public fireworks on the county? Fourth of July. Fourth of July, but that's St. John, but that's in, uh, mm-hmm. 
Let's just kind of wait and see, and then uh, this, that is an option, this disaster declaration that they have in Lockett County. Have you got any recommendations? Any of the commissioners got, I mean, anything? My primary recommendation for almost all things is always going to be education before legislation. I think we should put that out uh, and, and get, get the message out the best we can to people and, uh, and see, you know, if, if that KBI goes higher and higher and higher, I mean, you, you really are at a, a tender box situation. Would you, you work with the paper and, and Caleb and them and see if we can get something out there? Yes, sir. Just encouraging people not to, you know, get their this year. Doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be lengthy. And then we'll decide after we get that three or four inches of rain, you say we're getting money. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll rain on July 4th again. Wasn't July 4th the pouring down rain during that parade? It was horrible. I didn't even get out the window. It was rain everywhere. Okay. Any other Thank you, Thank you. No candy. We had drive safely. Okay. I have a motion to move me to accept the fourth and third. Fourth and third, we're all alert. Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Opposed? Motion carries. Agenda item five is to consider take appropriate action concerning the application of Tim Larson requesting the division of real property located to precinct three. Mr. Sternall. Good morning, commissioners. This application for Mr. Larson is off of East Whiteman Road. Uh, the approximately 66-acre tract will be divided into five. Uh, all of these tracts have adequate acreage and road permits to meet all of the county's requirements. And when we get to look at these things, it almost looks like two flag lots here, but, you know, one is 145 feet, one is 150 feet. You know, just, uh, I mean, they're really wide. I mean, what's considered... Is there a definition of a flag line? I mean, is it 30 feet? But I mean, when you when you drag them, 10 or 12 of them, two acres where the home is. Yeah. So you sell it that way. And they all have, you know, they do have back to front of But I mean, I, I, I'm fine with it. I just don't want to get to, you know, we've, we've talked about flag lots before, and this is not really a typical flag line. So. But on the, you know, so I'm good with it if everybody else thinks it's acceptable. Well, and they're also kind of on opposite. Yeah, they're they're on side like they're side. just stacked right next to each other. Anyway, we were pretty fortunate in southern part of the county. We haven't had a lot of property bought and broken up, and it's all over each other. So now we've all started to broken and split up. Anyway. <clears throat> I move, I move that we approve the uh, uh, the application of Tim Larson to request a division of real property. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries. Agenda item six, consider take appropriate action on a conditional approval of the preliminary plat of Smithfield RV Park. This uh, property is right at the county line. Uh, so Bastrop County is about a 12-acre tract. will house 64 RV spaces. Uh, attached on your packet is the layout of this property. Um, 
just a small portion, about two and a half acres, extends into Bastrop County, uh, but none of the development nor infrastructure will exist in that Bastrop County portion. Uh, so the entire parts concerned for permitting will be within Fayette County. Further down, you'll see they will have a sewer on-site sewer system and water well providing their utilities. Both of them have been designed by Weissman Engineering, and the water well, due to the capacity and amount of persons served, will be a state-permitted water well, so that will be a TCEQ permit and inspection, but their septic system will be an on-site system permitted through our office. And how, I mean, I, I was looking through this, but I'm not sure what, how big of a septic, I mean, how do you, how do you determine what? Sure, what they're all guys? sized on gallons per day, and the state sets those standards. Uh, an RV is either between 40 and 60 gallons per day. Uh, you know, like your standard residential three-two house is between 240 to 300. Uh, so just for perspective, this RV park would be about uh, nine or ten residential houses. Just if it, and if it was over like thirty-five thousand gallons, yeah, five thousand gallons is the cutoff for a county permit. Correct. So, yeah. What kind of system is this? Is this just each four or five of them laid out there, or is it a? Sure. Is it a, is it a so they haven't sent their final draft yet, but it'll be a bunch of gathering stations throughout the RV park. So if they have a problem, the whole thing is not shut down. It will be kind of in segments. Um, but then it will go to an aerobic uh, treatment center. Uh, the aerobic units do a lot more to treat the concentrated because RVs are a, a real low-flow, water-saving uh, type deal. So what comes out of an RV is a lot stronger than what comes out of your house. So that's why it's used by that more than you probably care to know about RVs today. <laughs> so so you, we, you, we will inspect it. Yes, sir. And monitor it. Oh, we'll do the contract and follow up on that, but then they are required to have a third party that actually does these site inspections. If an RV park's over so big, doesn't that be permitted by the state? Does not by number of units, no. Okay. Uh, just by state. Just their infrastructure. They serve so many persons, their water well goes to the state and over so many volume uh, are there, are there any trees in that area those are pretty much wide open <laughs> but then I would expect to see their uh, final plat at the next commissioner's court meeting uh, without any suggestions or changes by the court You know, it'll be covered area over here. You know, like the one between Caldwell and the Bryan. It's just a big open lot, and it's full of people all the time. And I don't think it's a tree on it. People don't think it's a tree on it. People don't think it's a tree on it. Sorry. I move we approve the is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? Motion carries. Agenda item seven is <coughs> to approve the application for permit to lay a temporary water line at road <coughs> submitted by Magnolia Oil and Gas Operating LLC for 
that said water line to be placed along the Tyrant Road, Precinct 1, public road located in Bay County, Texas. <coughs> this is actually a renewal of an existing lay flat line. Uh, this is about a 7,000 foot line on Tynet Road. Uh, they have received their completed application and their fee service. I move we approve the application for the temporary water line on Tynet Road by Magnolia Old Gates. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries Agenda item 8 is to hear reports from Ms. Angela on our county grant specialist. She's been very busy. Good morning. I'm handing that out because I have a number of updates to write. Yeah, but it's, it's three or four pages long. I'm going to make it real short. I'm going to that we have to use to get the drawdowns from Tigers so, uh, for the, to buy the first house. So once that happens, they'll deposit that in our account. Cindy has three days to transfer it to the title company. We buy the, uh, and have the property and move on. Uh, there is one thing that is the, the closing costs are the county's responsibility at this point in time. They are, GLO is looking at a policy to change to make everything included in the cost of the purchase of the property because some of the counties are pushing back on that. Uh, but we said we want to get it done, so it is a reimbursable cost. And I do want to tell you something that Tyler said because I know you all feel like you're, it's been years and years and said that you are right years ahead of other counties. So we've been the guinea pig all along. So kudos to you all because you kept it going. Um, the uh, hazard mitigation plan, uh, our, our hazard mitigation plan grant through GLO, I have a conference call with them tomorrow at 9 o'clock to see what our next steps are. And I will let you all know as soon as I get an answer from them on that. They wouldn't tell me what the meeting was about. Uh, the Bridge Formula Program, short and sweet, I heard back from Holly with TechStop, and it is the same program that, that y'all are familiar with. Uh, my question has been, according to the information I received, the federal share was at 100%, and she said that they're leaving it at 80-10-10, so there's no change. I don't know why it was such a big push to send it out, but it was something in fancy, but it's not. Uh, the second page is mostly this safe streets and roads for all. This is a new program that the Federal Highway Administration is pushing out for <coughs> their zero, vision zero, no fatalities on any highways in the United States. Drew and I have talked a little bit about this, you know, to see if perhaps there's something we can do along 10 where that between Schulenberg and Weimar where we have those fatalities. Uh, I know that uh, Steve said there's other areas that we might want to look at. There, so there's, there's it's a two-pronged program. One is there's an action grant that you can submit for and then an implementation plan. Obviously, you can't get an implementation plan grant without your action plan. So if y'all are interested in this, what we'd have to do, pass a resolution that y'all want to do this, put together a planning committee, and then we submit an application 
for the development of an action plan. <coughs> to pay for the cost of engineering studies and all the other things associated. Why, why do we have to do that? Well, we don't. We pay a lot of taxes to the state of Texas to maintain our roads and highways in a safe manner, and we have a Department of Public Safety. This money's that, not that So why are they coming to us and asking us to do all The money's not accessible to TxDOT. We can work with TxDOT as a partner, but they can't access the but we can put it on textiles program. Yes. So I think, okay, what, so <laughs> what do we do? I, I, they're wanting the local counties to get involved. Uh, that's my guess. They're wanting us to take charge because they see some local responsibilities and maybe more willing to step up and do something. It's up to y'all. I just wanted to bring it I to you. I think we proceed with it. <coughs> I think maybe some Ex-director of TechStop can call TechStop and try to get them on the ball. Drew sat and talked to him at Edna, <clears throat> and they promised they would do something and not one word is going to Well, and you know, part of the problem may be from their point of view that they don't have, in their mind, they may not have the funding to focus on that kind of stuff, and that's what this money is for. So, uh, coming to work the other day, coming through Burton, there was an accident, an uh, 18-year-old on fire, and for the first time that I've, that I've been living in that area, they actually had law enforcement out with the road shut down, but signage out with those flashing signs that said, accident ahead, slow down. And that's the first time I've seen that along there. So that's the kind of stuff we were talking about doing. That the, if they're looking for low-cost solutions to local fatality areas. So it's something that you're interested but, but, but that was a state road, and Textile has their maintenance offices and their districts out there. And, there were and they no should be putting those signs out there. It was Sheriff's Office and DPS uh, and City Run so, and Fire Department. So that's the locals were handling it. In fact, whenever we had a meeting with Textile and the Fire Department and Wyvern and Schumer PD and Wyvern PD and Tatsonia PD and Tatsonia Fire Department, and it wasn't just the local textile guys. It was the guys from the Yoko district, and then it was the guys over. I mean, there's the way higher up people that you never get to talk to. You're kind of like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we met with all those people and everything, and the, the local guys, you know, Jonathan Dudesing, he's the one that's in charge down here, the maintenance crew. I mean, he's willing to help and do as much as he can, but they have their hands tied because what they get told from their supervisors is that if they come out there and start doing traffic, they can't just come out there with a crash unit or the crash trucks or whatever you want to call them and they can't just set up they have to go back and they have to start putting signage the exact same way they put it whenever they're working on the roads on I-10 so they have to go back for how many miles and they have to put signs up that say you know two three miles ahead you have an accident then you have to get closer and keep putting it up and keep putting it up well they have to call their guys out and do that in the middle of the night and they were kind of against that and he said by the time we get there we get all the signage up most of the time y'all have the railway clear we were just trying to get something on I-10 over there uh, around the curve right before you get in the Colorado County line. It's like 6, 7, 8 right there. That's where all the fatalities kept happening. And it's super dangerous for law enforcement. They've been out there numerous times. As soon as you have an accident right there by that curve and you try to start moving over traffic, it's just accident after accident after accident that keeps happening. And that was labeled the deadliest stretch on all of I-10 in that one year because we had the most fatalities. But on the I-10, it's, not, it's many miles of road that people travel on and it's sad that the daily stretches in Fayette County. So that's when we started this whole thing trying to get something done. We were just asking for some signs 
or some billboards to put up to where whenever there's an accident in that area, they can click them on to where people know there's an accident in the head or put more lights up or do something in it. Absolutely nothing has been done. And like Jason said, whenever Textile was at the Edna conference, I brought it up to them and they said, okay, we'll look into it, we'll contact you. Well, I think the sign that they have, there's one of the mobile signs I'm talking about, I think it was from the fire departments. Because they have a couple of those. Chief, Chief y'all got their EMS, y'all got any comments you want to make on this? Or just, I mean, all of them. <coughs> I'm just going to say it would be nice if they did sign it if it was a permanent sign like Drew's kind of alluding to that you could just illuminate it when you need to right here or whatever instead of having the manpower always on the yeah. I mean, you could almost do it two ways and say, hey, because I mean, you don't know if you all have seen the sign say so many fatalities have happened at this spot. Yes. So you can have it say that and then once there's an accident, you can flip over and say, caution. Well, so one of the one of the things they teach in the traffic incident management program that I don't I thought it was law enforcement had to take it too, but when I was a firefighter, that was one of the required classes we had to take in our first year certification. One of the things they teach is it's based on miles per hour speed limit, certain amount of yardage back. I think it was like 500 feet before the accident. You're supposed to post a yellow diamond sign that says emergency scene ahead. And it specifies cone spacing to the wreck. I mean, it's super specific. And so, and they, that onus isn't on the state. It's, it's on the responding agencies to secure the scene. Um, so it's kind of, it would be helpful for sure. If you're interested, the, the reason that we recorded so long is because I gave you all the details of the, of the grant. So if you're interested in that, we need to start moving on with the deadline this September. I know textile budgets are tight. Matter of fact, I just read somewhere where, where now their plan is to have uh, charging electrical charging stations every 55 miles of hard on roads. So, so that's all right, Greg. That's going to be. Okay. Okay. Two, two more short things. Uh, we had a meeting yesterday. The judge and I, and Cassie and Craig, with uh, the, some of our community leaders, incorporated areas about the GLO MIT program. That's you know for the uh, 26 million. We just kind of wanted to get an idea of what projects they may have in mind. Silver um, Grange has got two that are basically shovel ready, so we know we're going to want to submit those. But the other cities have some fatal, have some concerns. So they're going to send us a list, and we're going to, I'm going to forward that up to Martin Ritchie with CapCog so that he has an idea uh, of what we're looking at. And Gil, one of the things he's going to let us know is what is actually eligible in his mind for what they're talking about with GLO. There is no decision from GLO yet on the mod. Uh, that would, they had 45 days from the time it was submitted, which was, I believe, the first week of June, so about second week. So they have 45 days to discuss that and review it, and then that has to review it. So it's going to be a little bit. If you, if you exceed, if you exceed, if those requests come in, and it was great to have the mayors and the city manager yesterday, if they come in and they exceed $26 million, you're just going to still forward them up? We are going to. Okay. Absolutely. Because that's, that's our cut of this 50-something half. Well, that's the proposed cut right. of this okay. right. So one of the things to keep in mind is the other three counties don't have projects that are eligible or don't equate to the amount of money that they are receiving. If it's less than that, then that money will be swept. And if we have projects in the queue, you know, we can make a push for them to send that money back over to us since we are the most impacted county. And we'll play that part. 
So the last thing is the American Rescue Plan, and it's just kind of an update. During Kevin's budget workshop, we talked about the phone system, uh, the need to update and upgrade our phone system countywide. Um, he's got a number of phone vendor, which was around the $100,000, cut 96000 to replace the phones and go to voice over internet protocol, which would allow us to do plug and play and would connect our offices even if there was a disaster. So it's my recommendation that we use that electric money for that because we can, and it'll upgrade the city system or sorry, the county system for a good, you know, 500 years. That's all I got on Solid Waste Management Activities, FY2022, for equipment and upgrades to the Citizens Collection Station, known as our Recycling Center. This is the Solid Waste the Recycling Grant that Paul uh, submitted to Catcock for a recycling facility in Washington, and they did approve it, and if I remember correctly, it's $39,000 that they are, uh, that they've awarded us, so we have to accept the contract. And y'all have to sign it. Once that's done, we'll go back to CapCog and Big Voice to sign it. And then we'll get a, a notice to proceed in the planning that we've done. There was no management. No. This was a move we enter is an interlocal contract with Capital Area Council of Governments for the of solid waste management activities for equipment and upgrades at the citizens' collection station. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? And I assume, Blake, did you get a chance to look at this? I did, yeah, and it had no problem. Right. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries in the house. Wow. It, you didn't tell that. It's a while. Agenda item 10. Mr. Consider to take action enter into an agreement with the City of Fayetteville regarding the use of American Rescue Funds for the purchase of generators and other associated project costs. If you'll remember, this is what we discussed two weeks ago, and y'all approved uh, using ARP funds to assist with minor generators. This is just another contract that we are required by ARP compliance guidance to enter into. And again, it's very lengthy because of all the you shall not do this. Uh, as an aside, I talked with Blake about this, and if you guys think we need to have this contract in place with any entity, regardless whether a government is or not, so for the Fayetteville Community Center, we're going to have to get that taken care of. And then Gardena has got a request on. So anybody who comes in, we're going to need to do this. It'll be very similar. And so I don't know if, if, if you want to see each one of those contracts separately 
and we can bring them back to you. Just want to just sign off on this. Y'all's call. I'll bring them back to you. I'll bring them back to you. Well, then we'll bring the ones that they will need and send them back. And your rationale, I guess, for doing this like, is, is just to protect us. Right, yeah. That way we have one contract with each entity. Um, that way, if there's any issues with any individual entity, each agreement has its own remedies to protect the county. And it also protects the entities as a whole from, you know, the Treasury Department coming back and, right. you know, we're following their guidelines. Will we enter into an agreement <coughs> regarding the use of American rescue funds for the purpose of generators and other associated public costs? Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? Mayor? Thank you. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimous. Agenda item 11 is discussed, consider, take appropriate action concerning a request from our Gardenia Jansen Animal Shelter for American Restaurants. This was uh, submitted to Harvey and the judge uh, a while back for, the, for a request for $75,000 to assist with the uh, development of an isolation unit, which is desperately needed there, uh, and as well as some upgrades to their infiltration and social distancing. Uh, this is the only shelter in the county, so it is something that, you know, y'all have been supported by the cities have been supported by them, and we really do need to continue to support them. Teresa, see if you have any questions. Good morning. Good morning. Any questions? No. What would you like to do? We'd love to hear mm-hmm. comments from you on this. Well, thanks for coming <coughs> this morning. Um, we we have a specific situation right now which brings about the, the dire need for this isolation unit. We have 84 cats and kittens in our care. 32 of those are in the kennel, in the shelter. The rest of them are in foster. And Monday of this week we had an outbreak of panleukopenia, which is similar to parvo in puppies. It's about the same thing for, just you can consider it parvo December for kittens. And uh, it's extremely contagious, and we don't, we don't have a place to isolate that. So of the 32 kittens that we have in, um, in the shelter right now, we have, we have three different staging areas. staging areas, I guess. So we have those that are critically ill that we're treating, and it's just supplemental treating and treatment. It's, there's no cure. So we have a, a critical area where I think there are seven cats right now, and then we have an area where, which is our only real cat area, the adoptable cat area. We, they, these kittens have been exposed. They're not showing any clin- clinical symptoms, but they're still quarantined to this area. And then we have another area, which is just a spare office and, um, and a storage room and several things. But those kittens have been exposed. They have been treated. They have survived. <laughs> but they have still have to be quarantined for two weeks, and now they have rainwork. So we can't take healthy kittens back from our fosters. We can't take in new cats. Our, the community has worked with us tremendously all week long about the little litter that they found them born under the bush, keeping them safe for us until we can until we can help get at least open one area. 
sanitize and make it healthy. But all of these things, this particular uh, illness is not carried through our air conditioning unit. But upper respiratory is a killer for our kitten season. And so this isolation unit, which will include a place for cats and dogs, has to have a separate HVAC. We're working with a contractor and doing our best to adhere to the social distancing, all of the things that are that we we are all now aware of that are important in that footprint. So this is a tremendous save for us. How quickly can this to be built? Well, no, it'll be it'll be longer for a number of reasons. Um, Primarily, we're concerned about being able to get the product that we need for the to build because it's an actual build onto the existing facility. So we're still in the planning and design phase where we are meeting with contractors. One earlier this week, and uh, we have another meeting next week. So we're we're moving along with the project, and we and also know that. I mean, it's no secret that we have some sort of little fundraiser going every single day of the week, and, and we are working hard to raise funds on our own. We're applying for grants from many, many, many different organizations, locally and nationally. So um, we are, we're doing our share to, to raise this money. Isolation units are, are mandatory. I mean... If you, because that is a way to prevent the spread of disease from animals to people as well. And so it's, it is important that they have that. I think you got one of my cats down there. And what? I didn't abuse that cat. So <laughs> he came underneath my house and he tore his face and all his paws up trying to crawl out from one of my vents. Oh my gosh, that Siamese? Yes, so, but I didn't do that. I, didn't do that. <laughs> I fixed him. I was just waiting to talk to you because I'm going to bring him back. No, <laughs> there will be no money going. <laughs> okay, now that's wonderful. I, I appreciate that stuff. This is another valuable resource in our county. We don't really realize how important it is at that camera shelter. And again, I know this from other judges who do not have what we have, and it's something else. We're very fortunate. Thank you. So the amount you're asking for is. 75. 75. I, um, I move we approve the request from Cardinia Jansen Animal Shelter for the use of American Rescue Fund plan funds. Second. Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Uh, uh, all funds? Motion carries unanimous. I'll, I'll bring the bring it up to the next. Yeah. Okay. Thank is, you. Is this Thank fine you. gentleman with you? This fine gentleman is Frank Rackard. He's uh, one of our board members. Thank you for being here. Yes, Frank. <laughs> Just to introduce myself, I'm native of Fayette County. Moved back about a year ago and trying to be involved. And uh, I've, I've been there and I've seen how hard they work, and it's great. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you all. Okay. Thank y'all. Agenda item 12. Consider take appropriate action and signing a resolution approving and accepting the FR22 Motor Vehicle Crime Prevention Authority Statement 
of MVCPA auxiliary grant award for the automatic license plate reader system for the sheriff's office. So we submitted the grant. This is a $20,000 uh, item. There is a match to it. The sheriff's department has committed to. Uh, and so this is just the agreement that we accept the award. Your sheriff have anything to say? How does it, how does that work? I mean, automatic reader. You from the car, you put it on it, or you can. Some of them are mounted on the vehicle. Some are stationary. The, we have two of them that are trailer mounted that look like the speed limit signs slowing people down. But in reality, it's reading the license plates. From that, we can check the travel patterns and all that. We use it in homicide in Latonia where. Hispanic killed another one at a chicken house, and we tracked what time they came down from Houston when they went back, and we helped use that in that case. And then naturally, you use it in all the drug cases, but it can be used for anything. And it, if someone, let's say an agency has a vehicle stolen, if they entered in the database, it's stolen in the NCIC, it'll pop up when it comes by our trailer. Stolen vehicles, so you recover stolen vehicles through it. And generates it to computers in the drug interdiction and all enforcement officers who do have access to it throughout the state of Texas and throughout the United States. Yeah, and that's shared throughout the U.S. Yeah. We can read cameras in Georgia, they can read ours. Yeah. Although you can run, but you can't run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That's how we caught the murderer out of New York, too. I think uh, we've been him on the cameras. And he's coming to the city and we've got him. Wow. Wow. I'm going to be approved, signing a resolution approving and accepting the FY22 Motor Vehicle Crime Prevention Authority Statement. Signed. The Auxiliary Grand Award is an automatic license plate reader system for the sheriff. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Motion to Thank you. Mm -hmm. You've been working hard. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. I'm having a good time. Agenda item 13 is considered to take appropriate action in accordance with our local government code 263.152-158 on a resolution authorizing the disposition of salvage and surplus property concerning three Life Pack 12s with spare property to be offered for recycle and or sale at the online auction of Renee Bay Auctioneers. So this equipment was uh, actually used this when I first started in 2010 at EMS. It's what we were using. Um, they're long out of date. There's virtually no value. I don't know if in the government code we're a, the only way we would get any value out of these and it wouldn't be much I can assure you would be if we sold it on like an online like eBay where someone from I don't know Minneapolis could bid on it because they were looking for a collector's item this isn't gonna bring any value it doesn't have any practical use in the field my my opinion is that we dispose of it uh, via recycling. We can try the Renee Bates route. I don't think it's going to be fruitful. And Paul from the Recycling Center has said that all the components can be sent off through their normal means of sending rechargeable batteries and, and all that stuff off. <clears throat> so you basically are against this? No, I, I'm for the recycling method. If you want it listed for sale on Renee Bates, we can certainly do that. But I really don't think it's going to net any proceeds. Well, the agenda has us the Renee Bates. 
The order to recycle. But then the order to um, at the at the bottom part it does allow us if we do not sell it online by competitive seller auction, then we are allowed to say that it can be destroyed, disposed, whatever. So that will cover us whichever we If the offer on Renee Bates it does not sell, is there a cost to us for, for their advertising? I don't, I don't think so. I, I, you guys would have way more experience with Renee Bates. Hey, Renee Bates uh, deducts your calls cut out of the sale. Well, it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell. No, it wouldn't. Somebody, charged, somebody would probably give a dollar for it or something. You yeah. Know, it, so. and, and they're they're responsible. So that's I guess the benefit you, got, you can Renee put Bates a minimal on. You can put a minimal bid on anything you do on any government auction site. And I guess the benefit for Renee Bates is we don't have to ship it. They would have to come pick it up. But. I mean, they don't, for a dollar, if they decide not to pick it up, and they make it up for another six months. Yeah, then right. Then you haul it down there. Right. Okay. So, are we going to decide to sell it, or just to take the recycling? I don't, like I said, I don't think selling it's going to bring anything uh, to the, I don't think anyone's going to buy it. That's just my thought. Approval of the order gives us the option. So if we approve the order, we can do either or or both. Will we approve the resolution authorizing the disposition of salvage and surplus property concerning three life back dwells and the same property to be offered for recycling or Renee Bates auction? Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Opposed? Most carries Okay, we're going to take this next agenda item and then I'm going to recommend we take a 10-minute break. But agenda item 14 is to consider and take appropriate action on a lease agreement between Fayette County, lesser owner of the Fayette Regional Air Center Airport, and Sammy and Travis Hill, lessee, for a lease of the airport hangar number 25. <coughs> we have our airport So, hello everyone. Uh, we had no vacancies in the in the hangars, and this one, <clears throat> and the gentleman sold his airplane, and these individuals went, I think it's going to and they bought the airplane, and I said, you know what, it's, it's based here, let's keep it here, because they had no one to take it anyway. Uh, so, it's just a transfer of the lease from the previous owner to the new owners. <clears throat> And we still have to wait. Is it liable? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's already been up in Dallas and back several times. I move to approve the lease agreement between Fayette County and the Bay Regional Air Center and Sammy and Travis Hill for the lease of airport, airport hangar number 25. Is there a second? Second. Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Opposed? Item 13, consider, discuss. Oh, I'm sorry. Break? I'm sorry. Break. <laughs> We're going to have to wait. Uh, I'd like to make a motion to take a. Uh, well, probably about 13. We come back here and be seated at a quarter after 10. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Motion carries. I have a motion, please, that we. Uh,
So anyway, it, it, it worked out for both of us. So. Uh, The so I know that we uh, approved the lease between the rental of land for material and equipment for precinct three, between precinct three and Douglas and Sandra Mitchell. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion to change. Agenda item 17 is to authorize the following class requests. <coughs> Brenda Feetham, our county clerk, to attend the annual county and district clerks association of Texas conference to be held July 10th and 14th, 2022, in Waco. Linda Schreck. It's everyone. The district clerk to attend the 127th Annual County and District Clerks Association Conference to be held on July 10, 14, 2022, in Waco. And Josh Vanderbury, EMS Director, and one additional EMS employee to attend the Texas EMS Alliance Leadership Track EMS Evolution 2022, August 8 through 10, 2022, in Horseshoe Bay, Texas. I so moved. Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Schwerchek. Right? Schwerchek. 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 Pretend it's a W. Check. Schwerchek. Take appropriate action concerning the purchase of a new 2022 Dodge truck previously located at Brenham Lodge, 1880s Highway 290, West Brenham, Texas, 77833 for $48,968 payable to Brenham Dodge using Precinct 2 road and bridge funds that are available and in the 2022 Precinct 2 budget and authorizing the county personnel to sign on the same required paperwork. <clears throat> you know, our time finding vehicles, and they assured me that I can have this truck in eight to ten weeks. I was taking you a month, but I mean, taking you a year, wasn't it? We only get our tractor forward to connect to you. Yeah, the other ones, I never got anybody calling me back. Check to it. Says right there though, that's over 50 is the net price, Yes, I have not piling up. No, I have two older pickups that I'm going to 
Charlie put in an online option. Okay, all in favor? Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimous. Agenda item 19 is to consider take appropriate action in approving our 2021 budget amendments. I had uh, one more section of amendments that I uh, went ahead and checked with our CP outside auditor about it. This was some bills from Colorado Oil that we have been disputing the gasoline price on it that they were charging us from like October, November, and December. They did not get paid until this year in January when we finally got it resolved. So what I have went ahead and did is corrected the posting of it and posted it back to 2021 expenses, which also gave y'all an increase <coughs> back into your this year's budget. And it was roughly about $90,000. So that's why I went ahead and did it. Because that affected the sheriff, precinct one, precinct oh, two, precinct Colorado three. Oil. Right. Yeah. So that is mainly what that was to, to correct that. Knowing how tight our budget is this year with the gasoline, I wanted to make sure that the guys had that in the budget for this year. So it was a credit of $90,000. This $98,000 that we were fighting with them over, they were overcharged. The Colorado County Oil, the one in Columbus, had sold out to a place in Houston. <coughs> they didn't realize we had a bid, and we had to argue with them that we had a bid and get them to bid it at the correct price. <coughs> I move we approve the 2021 budget amendments. Is there a second? Second. <coughs> Further discussion. Agenda item 20 is considered to have appropriate action concerning the Fayette County Employee Health Insurance Renewal <coughs> Association and County Health and Employees Benefit School Act HDP effective 10.01.22. And you need a decision today. Yes. So we have to submit on the 30th of this <coughs> I know last time that we spoke, we were trying to be in between either absorbing it completely or putting the difference. Uh, so I know Council gave me all the yes. Um, so one is um, us absorbing it all, the other is splitting it. I did round it to county absorbing that little bit of overage just so we're trying a little bit more round numbers for the employee um, pay. So you can see on that front first page of both of them what the new employee rate would be uh, if we absorbed it, which would mean it's just the same as last year. Um, and then what, what it would be like with a split. I'm fine with just absorbing one. I was happy with a split, but it's even better. I mean, you know, I just, and I think most, and I'm looking at this way, you know, I mean, it's, it's still very generous, and I've got to pay a little more. I, I, I don't have a problem with that, but. Um, most important employees, I'm sure, would be very thankful. So, what's it? What I'm trying to find. What's it going to cost the county? It was about 197. 100, it's a little under 190,000. Think last year was 140. And it was almost a 7% increase. Yes. <clears throat> Do you anticipate that having an increase next year? Absolutely. Oh, well, I mean, Not. It's a big question. <laughs> I mean, it's right. COVID probably hurt a lot of this. I would think. 
I, I expect an increase, maybe not this yeah. high, but definitely an increase. I agree with the absorbing it all. I do agree that we I have someone from TAC supposed to be coming, I think, next week to kind of go back and review with us on um, all of our insurance. Would be sit down and tell me where we're, you know, where the cost is starting, the increases, what is, you know, is it our uh, paying out on insurance claims or even uh, health or workers' comp or auto? We're supposed to come sit down with me and review the last two or three years. Maybe provide us options or alternatives that we might want to look at for better absorption. <laughs> like you said, the cost of, you know, everything's going up, at least when the employees get this benefit, it's a benefit that's not really, I'd say, taxed by your IRS. Okay. I just want you to clarify publicly here that if the county did not absorb this, an employee with his family would be paying... So there's two plans. To $1,249.40, right? If we didn't absorb any of it, um, the rates would be, for the um, PPO would be $2,318. A month. I mean, for, I mean, for the year. That would be a month. month. A month. We're asking... That, how much would an increase would that be for more than that? What I'm trying to... Yeah, They're at four forty. They pay four forty a month now. And if we didn't absorb any of it, they pay... We only did split, but it would be roughly six hundred dollars more a month. Mm -hmm. So by the county absorbing this, be about one hundred and fifty dollars more a month. But okay. We just got to remind everybody that it is a good benefit. It's a very good benefit. <laughs> yes. It hits every employee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She did try to reach out to other uh, local counties to get benefits of what they did, and did she do that? No. What no. <laughs> I'm trying to call to sell us new insurance. <laughs> um, it wasn't as productive as I had hoped it would be, but I think they're also all doing what we're doing, crunching numbers and, and trying to you know, move into a budget year. So. Well, thank you for this long report. Okay. <laughs> the only question I would have, how did you figure the retirees, because the retirees are, are we accepting, like, the same thing for the rest of the employees or going to do for the retirees? <laughs> and that's how I did it, with no, no changes to them, and then on the other one, half, we that. So the approval letter from the basic rule, where the motion will be to approve the renewal with no changes? I move we approve the Bay County Health Insurance renewal with no changes. Is there a second? Is there any further discussion? And then I think it's a great benefit for our, our working county employees. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries.
Agenda item 21 is to consider and take appropriate action concerning uh, approving the payment of our currently due Fayette County bills and expenses. Oh, this one's short and sweet. The only unusual things we had on this out of the ordinary was from our Grant American Rescue Plan where we paid for the Fayetteville community $75,000. We had two payments to Keith Colfull, uh, $9,375 each. Um, We paid the optical construction, I think that was the name of it. Well, their well, first just, just to be clear, though, we, the county, the taxpayers didn't pay themselves. <laughs> we distributed ARP money yeah, that was presented to us. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then the other payment was the draw for uh, the bill, starting on the Schoenberg EMS billing. That was out of ARP funds, too to auto construction for $89,531.25. And uh, we also have paid our normal workers' comp third quarter payment. We kind of do have, and there again, I will be sending out reports this week, was waiting on one item to budget the uh, bank account. our fuel this month, we had like $78,000 in fuel, not counting our combat card. This was just bulk. So I will you know, remind everybody, please keep an eye at least for sure on your gasoline purchases. Because by the end of the year, it will be a very close if we're not running out there. Well, and I think all the partners are aware not to exceed their budgets. Yes. You know, unless they come, some kind of emergency, they got to come to us and that may end up being not cutting, but if some services that we can provide. If something you haven't purchased and you don't <coughs> you don't purchase it. The air of that? That's not the one for that. No. This is going on No. And I don't know where we stand on that airy back one. Blake, do you, you know where we stand on the airy back with Jefferson County? I don't. I have talked. Um, I actually uh, spoke with them last week and gave them an update. Um, I keep in pretty good touch with Pam. I've passed her all of the contact information that I have had for Jefferson County with every person I've ever talked to. And my understanding is that she's having just as hard of a time getting them to respond to her as we have been having them respond to us. So um, they are pushing us to, to pay. They understand that we've done everything that we can, and they're trying to get Jefferson County to pay. I guess um, my question, though, is this. I mean, I know there's different charges, but how did we get this one knocked down so low? This one, what we did is we did, and when we were submitting it to them, that doesn't mean they don't come back to me later and say, no, you have to pay the full amount. <laughs> this was for one that was a, a current prisoner, and they had to air back her. It is one we do have to assume, uh, assume responsibility for. So Katie ran it through our indigent program, paid them what the Medicare rates are. Once we submit it to them, they may come back and say, no, we fall under the air. And then we may have to pay the whole amount, and the whole amount was a big amount. Which leads me to ask, 
do we want to see, and I don't know if that's something we can do or not, but like NASA having something with our jail inmates covered underneath it or indigent health care covered underneath it that we're, if we ever do get another air evac bill that's this big? That's something we talked about when that last announcement was on. So, um, so two things. There's a new law in place uh, called the No Surprises Act. It's going to affect us. It's something that we're going to learn about in August. There's a new law that goes into effect September 1 that says if a person has insurance and you bill their insurance, a provider of medical services cannot balance bill you once they get payment from insurance. Um, we don't do that already, so it's not going to be a big impact on us. Um, what, I'm sorry, what, uh, the AirStack thing, I've already talked to their membership people. Uh, they are definitely interested in having a conversation. It won't be MASA coverage. Uh, it would be directly with AirDVAC. MASA, from my conversations with them, not to like jump fully into your court here, I'm sorry. Uh, MASA wasn't interested in covering like four other people. But AirDVAC, uh, the chief and I spoke, and I said, you know, what's your jail population? And he told me, and I don't remember. Um, and I talked to AirDVAC, and I'm like, yeah, we could probably do this based on X amount of memberships per year to cover a facility but it would be something we'd have to work through. So that's definitely something that the auditor and Steve and I can bring their new membership guy in. Their membership guy was kind of non-existent until recently they finally hired a new one. He's very active in the community. Um, I imagine he'll try to get before the court at some point and tell you what they're working on, and this may be a good opportunity for, for us to try and get some protection from these buildings future. Well, uh, going with that, in today's world, everybody gets flown, so it's a no-brainer. I mean, let them come in and give the deal because it's going to happen time and time again. This is not a one-time deal. It happens, you know, and we're not the decision-makers on that, but when they go to the hospital or EMS gets them and their criteria falls where it does and they get flown, there we are. These were all hospital-based, right? These were... Uh, yeah, they were taken to the hospital and then the hospital threw them out from there. But that's, you know, that's critical care. If you're not a, you know, rated hospital that, and nothing against us, I'm just saying they, there are certain things that all of us, if we ever get, we're going to go to a higher level of care, and that's what happens. Can just to keep the ball rolling, can the jail administrator get with Josh or get with AirVac and get something together? Sure. Yeah, we can call them and see if they'll come down and give us a presentation for the county. And then we would just it'd be like having an insurance policy with them. I mean, having our policy. And I would definitely prefer that because you just don't know, like you said, when you get this blown out. I'm hoping that this group will take what we are offering today, <coughs> but I'm not guaranteed that. Well, we've already had two in one year, I'm sorry. Yeah. We need to do that pretty quick. Get with that and see if we can set this up. Yeah. So who, 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 who will do that? Or we need the uh, jail administrator. We'll Josh. I'll, I'll get with them. I'll get with them and we'll. Okay. I yeah. So for the call for that, you have a special treat. Yes. And you. Uh, I'm going to meet with Keith again today. Are you meeting with him today or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Okay. I, I told him that I would uh, put the check and go there. I'll take him to him. But I was there yesterday, and they're like 95% ready 
He told me when Commissioner Court started this morning, he and I were emailing back and forth, um, and he told me we're going to do a final inspection tomorrow. You, any of you that want to go look can. Uh, we're going to do a final inspection tomorrow, either 10 or 11. We're going to firm that up later today. And then, yeah, his plan, he has one invoice pending uh, for kind of a change order that we did. Um, he's got one invoice pending. And then we're essentially, I think his plan is like, if y'all want to start moving this weekend, you can. Yeah, you need some time when you get, because I know when you first came here, we, you and I walked over there and looked at it, and you were just kind of horrified. So now it's just, you were even recognize I mean, this guy, they, when I was there yesterday, they were putting in uh, the two restrooms on the outside or the, in the garage area, and they were just, the plumber was finishing that up, all the paint was done. Uh, the floor in here really is like a completely different building. And the restroom looked just awesome in there. Uh, I know the rotary from last time they donated a few things and they all of that stuff installed the ACE, the, the air vacuum there. It was installed the way they told us and just couldn't believe the way it was installed. It was sucking all the hot air from the garage into the building and that's where all the middle issue comes. They took that thing and redirected it and got all that fixed. So it was the money was very well spent on there. <coughs> the only thing lacking yet is uh, there's a few little small items that we're maybe trying to take care of ourselves uh, help out with. But I think you guys, once they were able to get in there, they would have knocked it out quickly. But it was just a hold up of the flooring for what took so long. But the flooring in there, if you haven't been in there, it's going to be amazing. It really, really is like a nice building. Yeah, the awning they did on the door outside is going to stop the water from coming in. The new gutter in the front. Completely rusted out and full. There was a tree actually growing in it, and they think that's where all the water is getting inside the building. Now, he did tell me we got to do the roofing. He said we're going to really have to. The building's going to need a new roof eventually. He said it's the building is thirty something years old. My warehouse is going to need a new roof. But he said that that's one thing that we're going to really have to think about in the next year or two is a roof on it. the outside. But it, you're going to be surprised, I think. And then they also threw in, in where the little room is where they keep two of the medication I guess in there. They put a, a duct in there to, to keep it cool in there. That's where you can help a lot. So. But they didn't paint inside there. He didn't want his painters going in there because it's medicine and stuff in there. But uh, it, it's, it's really nice. Question on how were we on Founders Park? Because I do know, I heard that they put the glass in. The glass, it looks good. <coughs> They're waiting on their building. A contractor was building the gate for the for the back hall out there. <clears throat> he was trying to match it to the front gate. He was going to finish the gate, had to get it welded and painted. And then he was going <clears> to, <throat> on the inside restroom, they were going to do the ladies' restroom where the little strip was. He was building it after that. Uh, and I'll go over there now. You know, the glass people were finished. They're going to go frame the inside out, uh, finish it outside. So, um, and they're, they're usable now. But we still need to get a sign made for the outside. Uh, where the men and ladies, they have signs and nurses, men and ladies around the women's restroom. Um, it was about 90% the other day, so I go there when I leave and see where we're at. And I ordered, I told them to pick up the road off that's out there right now. <clears throat> it's still there now, but I talked to them and they are going to pick that up, so get it out of the way. Then the back, we're going to finish out. We're going to go in there and level it out a little bit, the dirt work, maybe add some pea gravel or something. I talked to Kevin yesterday. He's got the generator <clears throat> coming. It was about two months to land on that. So we're going to decide where we're going to put that. So put a little water back there. So Kevin's got that coming also. So that'll be coming in next. 
but it all came together really nice. Appreciate your work. Appreciate your work. On page 16, it just says capital A brush cutter. That should be weed eater. That makes a difference. Should be what? Weed eater. Not a brush cutter. Yeah. I'm just brush cutter. Yeah. Brush cutter. Yeah. 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 That may have just been the description they had on the other ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it first. I'm going to do it. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Agenda item 22 is uh, in a motion to enter into a closed session of the government. To deliberate a matter that includes consideration of information in the medical records of the employee for a benefit from the company, including a benefit provided by Section 218 County. So, what we'll need is a motion to go into closed session. What I'm Michael Sauer, and I'm assistant attorney, and our HR people here, and Cassie, to stand please. And I'm Yeah. 
for everybody working at the extension yes. service? Yes. And then in return, if we decide to do the 3% or the 5%, to add that to it, too. Will it be agents themselves? Yes. Our share of their salary? Or do we pay their entire salary? I thought we pay half. I think they pay the employees, the staff, we pay 100%. So, like the current budget. Well, let's go to one. Pick somebody. You know, we don't have to mention the name, but just go where is the Where are they? They're on the back of the third page. So the, the first three are the ones that we pay a portion of their salary. So the agents. Uh, I'm not finding them. Okay. Extension service. So that's that's what what is out there is our county's portion of their salary. Right? Correct. Yeah. And how much of the salary do we pay now? It's half. Just okay. so we, of the agents we pay half. The state pays the other half. <coughs> but what's currently sitting there is what we pay. What you're looking at is what we pay. So the thirty thousand nine hundred. I believe it's half. So they may help me go with the state case. This is just our portion. I'd like to know what the state's paying them. We need to know what their salary is before we can decide what we want to add. Is the state giving them a raise? Uh, you know, we need to know that. I think they typically do. Are we talking about that extension? Yes. They need to come in and talk to us about that. I would request that Sally or the come in and lay this out and explain this. Um, let's stop with the season one request. Okay, and we, yeah, we haven't we haven't sent out like those yet. No, no, we, yeah, okay. I know we're early we're in the process, but that's why we're having okay. this discussion. Because I stop her yesterday anymore. Yeah. So we want extension. Okay. And then just to clarify, the others beneath them, we pay 100 percent of the salary. All the others. Yes. And are they asking for two thousand dollars? They are for the whole. They're across the board. So is that in the budget? Is that two thousand included in the? I did not plug in three percent. I did it's not plug that in. I just plugged in three percent and five percent. Uh, what that would get them to, and then it would be a flat. What they're requesting is a flat two thousand on top of that. Budgeted this year, eight seventy nine, 
at five percent, it'd be nine hundred nineteen thousand plus, and then three percent, nine hundred three thousand plus. And that formula is consistent across all of the salaries. And then we go have done the same thing with the county salaries. Yes. And then anything highlighted in red <coughs> is a new position that's been requested. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about maintenance, and then Josh had a few. There's some changes, so I put those in red as are. So, so at a five percent, you go from almost two point for the for the salaries for the county personnel. You go from two point almost two point nine million to three point one million. Yes. If you look at five and again, we have to look at all our uh, revenue, projected revenues and expenditures, but this is great data because it, it breaks it out for us. Right? <coughs> and then we have all sheriff's department is broken in too. Yes, anyone who had a, a specific request, I created another line. Well, this was a lot of work, but it's helpful to us. We will have to make a decision at least on the elected officials by July 14th. Because I have to, we have We have to put it in the paper. If you make any raises for the elected officials, and I think it has to be in the paper at least 10 days prior. Yeah, but when is the certified, the final certified vote coming in? Not to the 25th. Yeah. That seems hard for me. We're not going to have our final certified vote. We're not going to have our no new tax rate increase or our voter approval rate so how can we uh, with that will we have our projected revenues and projected expenditures by that day I wouldn't want to put that in the paper to recommend any raise for the county officials unless we have or any cut in their salary unless we have projected revenues and projected expenditure but this is this is the way, honestly, it, it always happens this way. Yeah, because, because we don't get the certified tax roll until the end of July. You can propose it. That doesn't mean that you will actually vote it. it. There's, there's different can. items for like authorizing the notice, and that's required 10 days. And then you can, you know, you set their salaries later at a later date. You and you just, can also propose a tax rate high, and you can always lower it. You cannot raise it at that point. It's just by the end of July, we have to have it a proposed budget at the county first office. And the certified tax roll, I mean, historically has been that money's, you can almost say it's guaranteed because there's there's a lot more out there. Yeah, that's usually not ours. It's always, it's always a lot higher. It's very conservative. And we can go into August before we actually file the proposed budget with the clerk's office because they have changed the deadlines on that because I know ideally the code says by this time, by July 31st or whatever, but they've changed the deadline. So it, we have to have, we would have to have a public hearing 
25, within 25 days after filing the proposed budget, which is, you know, so we could have more time. They changed that to where it's like the 15th after the prior month. Um, Traditionally, we have just done it early to make sure that we have yeah, extra right. time. But we We're going to need extra time. We can do it later.
Deborah has her group that through with yours, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just not to put it in on the tablet. Because yet. I asked Deborah's flight yesterday to Okay, what I need to do, what we need to do is we need a schedule here for on these workshops. What departments we want to look at. So we have looked at the Sheriff's Department, we have looked at EMS, and those are really the only two. We've looked at our um, 501-3Cs. I've discussed them. Right. Yeah, but I didn't. I'm still waiting on. So we have the opportunity right now. Do we have the opportunity to look at the airports? Yes, she's making a copy of their. Okay, well let's go get and do hers. But then we need for the next workshop. What I want to do is have the road and bridge and any of the other departments. Let's get them wrapped up with the numbers about what the increases are or decreases in their budget, so we can. Do our projected revenues and expenditures and see what we can do. Do you want me to also include in here? Because that's the only thing else that I'm lacking right now is going off, say, a 5% increase in the raises. You got, both, you got both in there. And you've got, we've got that you got what that You've got what that would mean as far as an expense for now. Right, but if I, if I plug it in here, then it will plug in everything else for all the life insurance, health insurance. All of that will get plugged in here, too, to give you the bottom line for each department. Because yeah. right now, it's not in here. And that starts to add up into what they're looking at on their costs. Uh, I did have like some of the extra ones. They, they in don't there. budget that though. You, that, that you do that, so mm -hmm. I don't. I, I would rather look at the health and insurance and the cost of all that and whatever workings comp and all that in just one lump sum. Okay. For the county, all the employees breaking it down by department is. I mean, the only thing is. For her purposes on the way her software is, yeah. she has to put it in each, break it down in each department. And she has to have to get five or three, she can't do more. Because, like, right now, I've lost my page, but if you look at budget request versus 2022 budget, 2023 is like we're only requesting 20% because none of the salaries are in there. Because it's still an unknown which direction to go. So she could plug one or the other in there. And then we'd see where that would Why can't she plug both? Because you, the, you the, would, but it would be two spreadsheets. Uh, it would be two separate spreadsheets. She's using software. She's using. She could, but it's going to be two separate budget yeah. worksheets for each department. two separate budget, and I can do that, but it will, it will be a little more time consuming with that. Um, well, what do you think about that? I mean, I can do that. I'll just feel. Are we looking at three percent or five percent, or do we or do we want to look at both? And again, for the public's awareness, this is not what we're recommending. This is just what we're through these workshops. We're trying to look at you know study various percentages. We're not you know sold on any one. We don't even know based on our revenues and expenditures what we can do. We're just looking. But what if we just take one of them, and whichever one, plug it in. We can figure the difference off of this. So, because I mean, that's all totaled up here. So totally, it'll be really easy to figure either way. 
I can go with the five percent. Then we see if justice is too much. Then we can back it down to the three. And see well, why don't you just go with five percent? And but please don't report that the, yeah. uh, the commissioner's court has decided that they're going to go with a five percent pay increase because that's not what we're doing. We're just, we're plugging and playing. Crunch, crunching numbers right now. And that being said there, because one of the things that was brought to my attention to is like them crunching on me on the juvenile probation. They've got other budgets to put together, but if we're going to give them raises, is the county going to need to look at giving them more money than what we're currently giving In case, you know, she has, uh, or whoever it is there, has the placements and the state's not paying enough put juvenile placements that we may have to help uh, support their What do you mean to get Zach or Ephesian or Cindy in here and get on the schedule to lay this out? Okay, so then other schedule that we need will probably be as possible three. We need the district, uh, we need the county attorney come in and talk to their people. We need the auditor to come in and talk to their people. Because by law, you, uh, I think, can have 5% with the, you know, without county court. We just need to. Because I know at one time you didn't want to bring all the departments in. We're just wanting to bring just the departments in that are requesting more than what they normally would. I mean, like tax assessor collector. The question she's she's requesting eleven thousand in her furniture and equipment. Eight thousand of that is for a copy. So do I need to bring her in because that's all she's asking for? Otherwise, everything else, other than she increased her travel and training a little bit. Unless she had. Specific increases to salaries that weren't five percent. No, she, she wanted a, the base salaries increase or something like that. But it, no. Oops. Okay. Possible three is asking for a new. Well, let me rephrase it. Mark Zimmerman talked to me as he talked, or Robert and did he talk to you, Harvey too? Yeah. About a vehicle for Constable Three. Have Constable Three turned in a budget? Nope. Well, I'm, I'm deaf on things until somebody gives me a budget. And I'm their work to Mr. Zimmerman when he talks to Mrs. Zimmerman, put all this together for him. because. But Robert, it's his job to take that and not present it to court. And yeah, he is not. did all the work for him, to be honest with you. He got all the numbers for him. And it's Robert Chambers' job to take bring this to me. He gave it to me. I'm not bringing it to court. So, and Jason Strickland didn't either. But I mean, he did the work for him. He just, he needs to turn it in, so. Well, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> if they can't come and present us a budget, I'm all for not giving them anything for them all this stuff. <laughs> so they can bring us a budget. <laughs> so do you want to look at the airport one? Because I did yeah. have Deborah come because she said there are some items that needed to be addressed that we may need to plan for. Okay. Tell me of the 
1,500 pages. We don't hear what pages. Uh, uh, well, it's the yellow one, one she gave me. The one I just printed, it's the very top one. The one you just printed? Yes, sir. This says airport? Yes. <laughs> okay, salary maintenance. That's Mr. June. Mark Jean. And he is budgeted for $25,689, right? Budgeted for, he yeah. currently is budgeted for $33,784. Oh, green. oh, green, okay. And what does that represent, that $35,500? That would be an increase in the salary. Yeah, but of what percent? I think it was 5 and I think it's 5 okay. There were only... Four items that I actually asked for the increase in, and <clears throat> gasoline obviously is no one. Uh, let's go back to the. Uh, let's, let's take it in line here, okay. Deborah. Let's go back to the salary director manager, thirty-nine eight sixty-one, and then you've got a request of thirty-nine eight sixty-one. You don't want to. You don't think you deserve a raise. I don't want to feel like I. Contributing to <laughs> she wanted that to be y'all's choice. Okay. I, you know, there's already well, it doesn't other matter that if we, be, we go three percent or five percent or something, well, it's going to cover you. I, okay? it, it, with the way I'm at now, I'm, I'm good with what I make. Right. There's not, there's not an issue. Well, so. that's probably we're probably not going to honor that. There's probably going to be some kind of a staffing increase. Uh, Social Security tax again. All of that will be plugged in when you plug in the 3% or 5%, right? Yes. Wow, I didn't budget for any of that. So you no, that would be budget. Let's go down to the gasoline and oil. That's primarily for maintenance of the facility out there, I guess, right? Yes. And I know there's an increase in the fuel costs, so I'm... Yes, that will cover it. Um, I don't anticipate having any issues with the hardware. I know we need to take our mower in uh, to wall. Uh, do some maintenance on it. Um, and I've got money in there for equipment repairs and replacement, which is actually this day saving. Um, so, homeless travel training, I don't anticipate that change. Telephone communications have gone up. Um, I don't usually see that bill. So, I just uh, looked at up. the budget. They went up because of the internet speed there. Oh, that's right. And then cameras. there's another $10 a month. So 400 the more for, <clears throat> 600 more for telephone. Uh, 3,000 more for your utilities. That's probably. The utilities are getting ready to the sky. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. We haven't even. That's just anticipating. Postage. You're taking $100, you're going to save us 100 bucks on your postage. Well, I usually just, when I do the road, road uh, materials bids, I usually just, um, actually a lot of them I've started emailing, but for a phone call and getting information from them, but you can take it to the auditor's department and do the, the postage Equipment repairs and replacement. Okay. <coughs> Same. Uh, 
building repairs and replacements, and grounds maintenance, and what do you consider miscellaneous? Just curious. I you don't have much budget for it, but what do you, what would be an example maybe or something? I'm not even sure if it's counted as miscellaneous for 
not current with the new bipartisan yeah. I'll tell you what, based on what we're facing in the next couple of years, that would be something I think we'd have to slide on. Because, I, agree. We, I mean, we uh, I, I want projects that actually are revenue producing, you know, something that you, we get something more out of. Um, I may ask them about putting some solar panels <laughs> if we've got money to do that with. At least we could, you know, we could work out something with Bay Electric that is a one for one swap, but I don't know if they'll do that. All right, well, I would hold them up on that one way of thinking. Was there any other projects you had out there that we were not just the current one with the that should be in, in this year's? Okay. We have the next thing that you've got here is precinct one. See, are you ready to go through here? What we need to do is, uh, before we get out of here today on this workshop, we need a list of those department heads who have not submitted a budget, and we need a list of those department heads that we want to come see us to talk to us about the budget. Yes. Okay. I'll be able to see you on that, and then we'll start taking out the emails and making sure. Because they got to do the budget agency. You know as well. They're not going to come in anymore. All right, let's see how much money I put in there for a 5% raise. Okay. That's what that 2020 activity is kind of skewed because I got gas right away, and so it's kind of all depends on gas that expensive really. And towards the end of the year, we don't lose much fuel. Uh, I raised my gravel and paving material up from 375 to 450 thousand. That's probably a little on the light side, but you know, we have to make it do with what we have. The hardware supplies, uh, same. Curbside fencing, same. Signs, same. Tire same. I did raise the bridge materials up from 50. If you look at the past current activity and all that right. stuff, it's kind of skewed because we were breaking stuff down and it hasn't gotten into there. So your bridge materials, your culvert pipes is kind of grouped all together. Uh, as you've seen, I haven't gotten any culvert pipes in 2022 and I've gotten quite a few of them, but they're all in the bridge materials. That's why that number's quite higher. Um, equipment hired. Kind of the same thing. We're changing equipment hires. The only equipment on hires we get gravel, and my mind should be all the gravel or hauling or something. I mean, it should be small gravel road materials. You got a question, Mark? On the, uh, I don't know how much our risk insurance is at all. I don't deal with that at all. So. And I don't think that renewal till the end of the pretty much the end of the year. And it's weird because you look at past activity. I mean, one year, 2020 was 12,000, 2021 was 7,200. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
How old are you? Uh, yes. You stay in I mean, the only big increase was fuel and gravel. And thank you. In your, I guess, in bridge materials. I mean, yeah, and one of the things, bridge materials is going up because that uh, on Gearing Road on the precinct line, we're going to be doing a probably a 150 foot bridge. It's going to get split between two precincts. And that'll probably be split between. Maybe some this year and some next year. Maybe put it in. Repairs and replacements. This budget, and I'm just curious, would allow you to provide the same services to your precinct? That you're providing. That's a lovely question there. No, I mean, we, don't, we don't know what the price is going to be. Price well, that, that's what I'm saying. Hopefully, I, I think we're going to see prices taper off, and hopefully, people will dip down some, which will allow these materials to dip down some. Not, I don't think it's going to go straight down, but I, I'm hoping it's going to go down. But I mean, like I said before, this is pretty much within our budget that we normally have. That's what I'm saying. So, so we, if it's normally have, then you could provide the services that you normally provide. My question might be, what if we said, for put the salaries aside, but what if we said that every department or road and bridge needs to consider taking a 10% cut across the board? I think it'd be hard because with the price of materials going up. What would be the services that we would probably end up cutting? Less road maintenance. I mean, less reworking roads, paving roads. Uh, I mean, that's our biggest expense of all. I mean, the other stuff, I mean, we, we have to, the, the, the maintenance we have to provide. The trees that fall down, we have to provide. But that's also kind of a low cost. It's the equipment purchasing that could be reduced in that Yeah, probably be where. But that what? too, it depends on if you have equipment that just totally breaks. I mean, whatever, you have to repair it. You don't spend more money on your this is This is one thing that concerns me when you, when you talk about road maintenance is that if I got a road that's starting to crack up, it, it's not real bad. I can go in there and patch it and seal coat it, which means, you know, shoot a layer all and cover it up with rock, seal coat it. It that road will hold out for quite a few years. If I say I'm gonna cut back and push it off another year or two, I got a couple of those roads. If I'm gets to the point where you can't seal coat it, you can't just patch it, you got plowed up and start over. It, it's to me that's kinda of like having a leaking roof. If you don't put a new roof on it, you're gonna replace the building in a few years. And that's about the same expense for a road. If you don't seal it off and protect that road so when it comes to road maintenance, I got a lot of them that need to be seal coated. I'm trying to pick out the worst ones and try to go from there, but I mean, it's just an ongoing. So I, I, and I agree 100% with you. So what you would have to do if we're in a recession and with 10% inflation and all those other things, you would, in order, if that was your priority, to keep those roads up, because that's the expensive thing that you can't let, let go. What might you be willing to not do? 
or, or cut back on it. Right. That. That's, right. that's what I'm thinking, Luke. Possibly prolong a bridge replacement if you got one that's got a lower rating, but yet it's still okay. You know, you might have a lower purchasing, maybe. Yeah. Because I mean, 
You're not getting all your money back. They're not running oversized loads down the road. They're just running 250 at a time. <laughs> well, and then it gets to be a judgment call, too, to say is that, I mean, it's hard. But I will say the old companies now have dealt very good with us. We work good with them. And they are paying for quite a bit in the past. They didn't for anything. Uh, but the gravel is the big one. I mean, just give it a few years in front of your house. Yeah. I mean, because you've got another gravel pit going in behind you. I always like when people come out of Houston and complain about our roads. You know, I, I know there's a pretty I, I use that as an example. We just got Old Plum Highway completely reworked. And, and two gravel pits show up in the same year. Yeah. The problem is we don't need to benefit. I mean, we don't need my ground from most of these pits. And I'll just tell you, the, talked to CMEX company this morning. Well, we were paying four thirty-five for gravel last year there. It's going to double next year. Mm-hmm. We're paying for our chip city rock thirty dollars a ton. That won't happen again because I already talked to Lake about it a while ago. I can't even buy it now, and they're getting the pros cost, and it's more than twenty five percent of what it's going to cost. So if our material is going to cost. I have fifty or seventy thousand for hauling, hauling for hiring for hauling. I'm not. I'm going to move that to my my uh, fuel budget because I'm going to need it. I just told the guys, I gave it a bid, but I can't afford it. I need that money for my fuel this year, so I'm gonna have to cut back on that. Awesome, you know, running three shredders, um, shredding grass, three employees, three shredders, filling tractors every day. That gets expensive too. But can't have Johnson grass five foot high. That's well, that's the public too. I mean, I already do that now. Try to cut back because I mean, in the past, years past, we have people say the grass is too hot. Now they're saying it, but I was like, sorry. We're not stopping here. We're going to go in order because if we stop and drive across the county, it's more money. It's time wasted. We're just going to keep going in our normal path, and we'll get to you. And it'll be about so many weeks. But I just think that we've got to set the stage here for the county and the people living in this county to understand and realize that. If things continue to go the way they are, they're gonna the services are gonna have to be cut back. Unless you're gonna raise taxes. Unless you're gonna raise taxes Yeah. And we'll look at that when we get some of these ads in. Which again, a lot older people on fixed incomes. You know, I mean and you start doing that, it's okay. Yeah, you're talking about salaries and stuff, you know, from the road bridge department. You go ahead and you look at the guys that we have with class A CDOs that have the experience being on the blade or being on the back or being on the dozer. That. What they make, what we pay in compared to what they could go and make for other businesses, we can't even compare to that. So I know you know people always say, well, you come to the county because they have good benefits and everything. Well, the benefits only go so far, but the salaries don't come up just I, a little I, bit with it. I don't mean to imply that. Uh, that there's not some people in the county that are underpaid. Sure. And, and that I, I des- definitely understand the need to pay well to keep skilled. Sure. Uh, I, I think we're, we're too. I mean, you go back, I mean, I'm going back 20 years ago, you went and worked at a gas station, you made $6, $6 an hour. <laughs> now there's a sign of rifles, minimum $13 an hour starting out. You can't, you can't drive to work and make less than $20 an hour. And the thing with you know the roads, sure for the next couple of years, if we have to get by with patching a lot and doing that kind of work, 
we don't keep up with them every year. And two, three years from now, we're going to have roads yeah. we won't be able to even, that we're just going to have to be redone. You know, <coughs> we can get by with that for a couple of years, but then it's all going to catch up to you in a couple of years. And, and we all know the next two years, we don't know what's going what's to be up there. Uh, the time That's the, like we talked about a three percent raise last year, and whatever we proposed this year. The fire department I came from in 2019 to the 13 percent raise across the board for their staff, and this year they're getting seven, and then in January five because they can't keep. It's getting so competitive. Inflation last year was higher than three percent. <laughs> Every year you're not doing five percent raises, you're getting a pay cut. You can't chase inflation though. You can't keep this going out facial all the time. You can't yep. keep planning for that. You gotta figure out. I don't think it's done going up yet. That's just my opinion. Oh, I agree. It's not. I don't think I don't think it's going down this year. I think it's gonna be I think this is the new normal. Remember the new normal? The great reset? Y'all heard of the great reset? Yeah. It's part of the plan. Okay, so uh, that, that's good, Commissioner. A difficult question for the next couple years. What I'd like to do is there any is there anything else? I think that's the only one that we've got. And then we had a um, loops. I think right after that, I have yeah, the order mixed up, but you don't um, want to look at well. We're going to take a look at this, and then what we're going to do is before we get out of here, I'm going to sit down and find out exactly what the departments have submitted their budgets, and then I want to put in there the departments that need to come talk to us to get the information. Ron, similar to what Jason said about the, the fuel, I mean, I, it's quite obvious I, that it go up. Uh, I mean, it's, that's, that's not. Is it better than right here? I'm not seeing anything. Uh, I think I had to accommodate this. No, that's the airport one. You may have to switch. It's probably below Jason. No, I don't have it. I don't have it. The only thing that for the last couple of years I've been putting in on the heavy equipment was replacement of a machine that I stood, didn't, haven't done in a couple of years and it looks like it's not going to happen coming up again. I'm just going to. You've doubled, you've doubled your gas and the Right now, at the you only went up by fifty thousand on yours. I guess it has to do with the amount of road. Right, in the morning. Um, actually, right now, my budget, I'm just about. Uh, it's, it's not showing my last load of fuel, so I'm just about used up my yearly budget in half a year. Why would fuel. Why wouldn't you automatically double your fuel? Question, yeah, hasn't it more than double? I did. Should, 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 
every year we budget a little bit for the price going up. So like in 2021, Luke only used 66 out of his 100. I only used 55 out of my 100. So you had some built in that budgeted amount already. So they are increasing it even more. So we're, some of that is already in there for a, just a, what if the price goes to cover it? Yeah. Because you never used 100% of it. And the rest of that, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm going to pull the uh, the equipment repairs is really eating me up. Well, that's, a, that's another item that, I mean, we have in here for equipment replacement. And if, if it gets to be where we need fuel, we don't buy a piece of equipment or we do a lease purchase or, I mean, that's kind of, we can shift that around. Think about increased cost of equipment over the next few years. Well, oh, yeah. it's not even the increased cost. I ordered a backhoe last year and I'm still waiting. Yeah. And now they're saying, yeah, but it's July or August. It makes sure that it probably cost wise as much and you'll have to wait. Yep. Okay. I mean, now you can go ahead and put them on I mean, like right now, that would probably be what I got budgeted. I don't know if it would cover the new backhoe or not. And well, we may need to go out for at least, you know. Well, that's what Jason said. We might just have to. Well, one of the, to me, that'd be one of the things that would really cut back on when you start prioritizing is we're not buying any new equipment. We're just going to have to figure out how to make do or lease a bar or something, because that's. But in the past, my goal was to get to replace all the bad stuff and put new stuff out there. We've done that, though. Yes, we've done a good job of that. You know, I'm finally replacing my last three-quarter ton truck from 2000. 23 years old. Okay. Anything else? We're looking at here. Don't look at here. I, was, I had one in the other day. We were going over it, but I was waiting on the roof bed. I was waiting on the with number, but I got one kind of rough estimate on the roof, but I can probably get a number for that. And we're waiting for a tractor day, which I may get for the day, but okay. well, we'll look at your I'll just finish it up and give it to you soon. Yeah, and I'm here with Drew. We're rearranging some of what's just one of the things I need to go back and talk to my account's federal department and making sure that they're putting hauling to hauling and bridge to bridge and over and not still wanting it up. I mean, do you, would you rather have a hauling yeah, keep, it, keep it at home. Yeah. Yeah. Just not equipment hired because that's kind of a. Yeah, that's when we go either rent a piece of equipment or right. rental place or. And I need to make sure she's put on the right spot. Question because I asked Stephen and I hadn't had a chance. Is there anything in the courthouse buildings that we. Uh, Malden Courthouse was one of them that was set in here for this year, but we're not going to. We were. Uh, Angela was trying to get a grant instead of spending money on okay. that. Trying to get, trying to get the Mulder Courthouse to be considered a historical building, which would help with that. So we did, and we can't go in there and touch a bunch of stuff because if we modernize it, then we may not be able to consider it. So we're working on trying to get that done. If we could be done, we could get money. We wouldn't have to take from our. Uh, so that's kind of sitting on that. That building is. Find the way it is. There's a few leaks here and there. 
that this needs to be fixed until it, it can buy some time. It's not as bad as it make it sound sometimes. But she's trying to get some money from trying to consider make it a historical building and get to cut. Is there anything in the courthouse buildings itself that we know of? Or I haven't asked Stephen yet. I'm trying to get him to give me if there's anything he's aware of that needs to be taken care of. I think we're going to continue working on the Meadows building slowly do another phase of where the voting is taking place. That is, I mean, it's, it's four in the paint. It's all this. Uh, and then maybe down that one hallway. And I don't, I don't anticipate that cost a whole lot of money. The other thing is behind the Main Street annex is the parking lot. But we could just patch it for now until someday we may need to come over later and pass off the if we wanted to save money, that's the way we can save money. Just because it's not, I mean, it's a daily traffic now, but it's a year later to drive back there, so it's not, there's no traffic in the future back there. It's just over time, and nobody's done any work, some of the water has eroded some spots out. And just, just again, I think those are some problem. of the things that we just kind of, kind of suck it up and patch it and get by as we can. Um, if we had the money to do that, well, one of the other buildings that's been brought to my attention is the adult probation. She's need to hire two more, and she said she has no room for I don't know if there's something to look at maybe in her rooms that she can rearrange. Uh, so we did bring up something about the roof over there. She's, that's another department that needs to come in and talk to the commissioner for it. I mean, one option up there is be the easiest is to move some storage out somewhere else yeah. and use the back part. It's already trying to control That really would be a lot of easy. Can you bring out people in here? I don't know. You might be able to for a social distancing spread to talk to us. Visit with yeah. us on that too. Yeah. And we need to ask Angela if it's their piece to for that. Did the guy ever come to the sheriff's department for the study yet? Do you know They're supposed to be coordinating that. You know, he's got the key. I don't know. Skeet was working on coordinating requirements on that. I mean, it's, we could put some storage at the the old EMS. Sorry, Josh. Camp <laughs> Street Annex. Uh, I mean, there's, there's room over there for storage. We're going to have to do a little work to secure it. Who's paying the salaries of those adult probation folks? The state, the state subsidizes it. The salary like juvenile, right? Okay, so why do they need two more people? Uh, she was just saying, I guess, her work. Okay, they just need to come in. She's needing the room for it, yeah. No, the... the the probation department is paid for by the state, but right. juvenile is paid for by the county. The no. The state is paid for by the state. On the juvenile, we provide fringe benefits. No. No. The state pays for that. The state and their budget, the state pays for that. They bill, they bill you. Or you pay that. Remember we had that discussion. For the juvenile? For the juvenile. No. Yeah. The state pays their salaries. The officer. But you're, you're reimbursed by the state. That's what I'm saying. For their salary. Their salary. The county subsidizes yes, the benefits. Exactly. Exactly. So the county puts money in for the benefits right. that we pay for them right. and to help 
with the office, like travel. But gas they don't get a check from the state. They the no, state, we pay them the state subsidies. Yes. But the adult probation, their benefits and their salaries all get paid by the state. The state does subsidize it. What it comes into is our payroll handles it, but the state in turn pays us back for it. But we have to provide them a building. We have to provide them all the office uh, supplies in it, all the janitorial supplies in it, the electricity, the telephone with the exception of um, long distance. And the problem with the salaries is you don't know when the state's going to get you that money. We end up paying for it out of the general fund. And I'm hoping that it comes back. Comes the, and it does. On the adult probation, we get it monthly. Okay, not the juvenile. We get it monthly. Okay. Both of them we get monthly. And matter of fact, the juveniles is from what we have been told in the past and looking at it. If it's like I'm getting July's, at the end of July, I'm getting August's money already. Okay, well, let me ask you this question again. You have a 5% pay raise for county employees. What, what is when the juvenile people sit down and do their budget? What do they, they do? That's where we're going to have to look at it. This, do they go in and tell the state, I want you to increase my salary by 5%? She will let them know that her salary is getting increased by that, but the, the state may say, but we're only giving you this much money. That's exactly right. So then it comes back to us, and well, we would have to either decide, or we're going to increase her. I think what happens, Cindy, is that they're given a particular number from the state. Here's right. your budget, $200,000. Right. And they decide how much the salaries are going to be, and how much services are going to be, and how much this is going to be. I've looked at all that. I've gone through all that. So what they would have to do is, if we want to give them a five percent increase, when they get that two hundred thousand dollar figure and have to spread that money among salaries and services and all that other stuff, then they would increase their salary by five percent. The state. Would increase it. Yeah, the, their, the state wouldn't care as long as they stay right. in that two hundred thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. But like Cindy was saying, if we don't, she gets two hundred thousand dollars, and we increase her salary by ten thousand more. If she takes that ten thousand and relocates it from the juvenile housing, the juvenile uh, different section she's got, and puts it to her salary. That's that less much that she has for that juvenile. So then where it comes back to is she may have to say, look, I need this money for the juvenile. Can the county give me a little bit more money to help subsidize these areas? We currently subsidize $75,000 a year. If she doesn't need it, then I don't give it. But if she needs it, I give it. And that's Another group we got to sit down and talk to you about that. Okay. It's complicated. It's, you don't see the paperwork that you've got to fill out for the juvenile budget. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's pretty confusing. But. Are we going to try to have a meeting next week? Or we? <laughs> Please no, because I need to put all these in. <laughs> I still have got to do I mean, I'm not going to be here next week, so y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, 
That's the well, week after the next week. That's the that's the thing too. Week after. Well, I've got I got some other issues I need about material too. I'm not gonna get it. That's right. It's a short week. Sorry. I just next week. I still got to do my monthly stuff. I've got reports to do for the uh, adult probation and all that that is due. No, don't panic because <laughs> in the last three years we've been rushed to come out this budget right away. We've got a lot more time. Code and so we're going to be okay, and we need to take that time this year and get all our numbers and make sure everything's right. Uh, chaos. This budget is also based on first quarter numbers, and stuff really started getting crazy with gas in the second quarter. So I think a lot of the data that we base our budget decisions on isn't necessarily super accurate as far as what the years are going to reflect. And maybe I'll redo these sheets and run it per, you know, the June quarter, but I have to wait till June's over to do that. But, and then maybe... It'd be a lot easier just tell every department to take a 15% cut. Yeah. 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 Put on the schedule. Put the workshop the wrong way. What? Last year. I'm saying that's a good reason to put the budget workshop off another week so you can close the quarter out. Well, next week's not a holiday meeting anyway, right? All right, well, let's, we, can, we can do that. We can put it off another week. week. Uh, no, okay, well, I'm just, that's what somebody said. But the following week is, and our next commissioner's court meeting after this one is July 14th. Yep. Uh, okay. Last year. So we can do the budget stuff then after that. Yeah, that. that would give us a little bit more time to be a lot more. Um, yeah, those department heads that we want in here. Yeah. Okay. So we need, so July 14th, and we need, that way we'll have all the numbers inputted. And, we'll, and I can work on revenue by the You're going to do the 5% raise, and then that way if we need to back it off, we have this other sheet to back the total off of the total amount. Not saying that we're putting it in, and then Wendy's right behind you. Yeah, we're not being putting in, we're just trying. I'm just trying. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to the <laughs> well, it's writing down that y'all are going to have another virtual workshop on July 14th. That's what I was writing down. Okay, so, thank you. We're going to see you. We're going to see you. You've got to go to the that 
So at least 10 days before a public hearing. If the salaries, expenses, and other allowances of elected officials are being increased, we have to publish that notice in the newspaper 10 days before we have the public hearing. <coughs> what we typically do is do that at the same time that we have our budget public hearing, which is not later than the 25th day after the day the budget was filed. Does that make sense? Language. <laughs> so, um, so when does that have to be published for the elected officials? And you said that right after the 14th, the next okay, so, paper, the 14th. So we can publish it on the day or, uh, or after the commissioner's court meeting? Or the uh, yes. Monday Yeah. How's that work? If you get it to the paper, if it's a Thursday meeting, it'd be in the Monday or Tuesday's paper? We could get it in, in Tuesday's paper. Yeah. Yes. I can do that Thursday on the 14th. Okay. So, which, I mean, the timing's okay. It's just as long as it's 10 days before. So, that, so we can have it after 10 days, but as long as it's been in there at least 10 days before. But no So we have that. Which departments need to come in on the 14th meeting? So adult probation, extension office, juvenile probation, emergency management, right? Constable 3. Constable 3. Anything else? 
tip, shallow comments, and the workshop close. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? Okay. All in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Is this one? I have one. Oh, I have one. Is there a second? Second. Opposed? Motion carries. Motion carries. Motion carries. Motion carries. Motion